Hello, this is episode 349 of the Purple Psychology Podcast. I'm Nisha Riley. So this episode is about how attention is like sugar. We kind of know it's bad for us, but we still love it anyway. It's funny, since I was a small child, I really disliked having attention. I'm very, I'm very shy, I'm very quiet, and it's still the way that I work now. I, I, I don't like to be that much in the spotlight for the way that I work with people or how close I am to them or the connections or the care. I don't need a lot of attention. I do need people to see me and to understand me and to that, that kind of validates me because everyone needs a certain level of validation inside of themselves that they just sort of go a bit mad. It's not even a validation, it's a kind of it's a mirror to look into to see what's happening, to see your impact. But I've never been a fan of attention. And it determines a lot how I work with people now, I realize, because I make sure to not have any need in the way that I work with people. And I, in some of my writing, I have criticized a lot of psychotherapists because there's a, a vortex of need there. They need to be needed. And it, it's quite unhealthy. And so, it's easier for me to step back from people, to, to support them and to continue to believe in them, but sometimes to let them do their own work, to not need to be the one to fix everything or to find the answers or find the solutions for people, to be able to give a little bit more space for other people to work that out for themselves, to give the kind of, maybe some of the, the you know, this is kind of like landing strips where you where you where you plant the lights for people to sort of find their own path and their own landing strip. And so it's ironic that one of my, I suppose, kind of specialties in working with families that's kind of sort of come to the fore over the last few years is breaking cycles of really negative attention-seeking habits in families. And you know, this is much easier to do when someone is six. Slightly more difficult to do when they're 10, but for me, by the time they're 15, they are in that kind of adult sphere where they're starting to learn to be responsible for themselves, and it's more difficult to make changes because really your parenting should be a little bit like how I work with people. There should be more space for mistakes and for you to start to take ownership of your own journey. And maybe, like, a lot of people wouldn't view 15 as, as coming into adulthood. And maybe that's a big reason why we're kind of where we're at in the planet, in the sense that there is an awful lot of young people who are not growing into the space of responsibility, and a lot of it is to do with how we view 15-year-olds now. Like, my parents were out working when they were 15. There was There was no one really supporting them or telling them what to do in a way. They were out sort of learning how to be in the world. And if we think about how 15-year-olds are treated today, that's a stark contrast. And I don't think it's always a good one. When I'm working with families and I'm working with young children who have got into a habit of needing attention negatively, like any attention will do for any reason. And that's why I say it's like a sugar addiction. You know, it feels good. It's it's instant. I, I want it. I, I, I want that, you know, that comfort. I don't care what I have to do to get it. 
The part that's important is that I explain to families that when they step back and stop giving that attention for negative reasons and they give some space, what will happen is that the small person will literally have complete meltdown. They will have a total tantrum. They will end up literally sitting in a space, sobbing, screaming, throwing things around the room maybe even, throwing punches. You know, they will have a complete meltdown. And what will happen during that meltdown is all of this self-loathing will pour out of them. And all of this negative talk and all of the parts inside in them that have been festering and fueling that need for that attention will all come to the surface and it will be really ugly. I warn parents that this will happen and sometimes it will take a few days and sometimes it will take four weeks, but it will happen. There will be that moment of complete and utter dysfunction and total ugliness and all of this horribleness will pour out into the space. Then it is an opportunity for the parents to come in and to explain why all of that is, is not true, why they are not seen in that way, to offer a positive light to them and to offer a positive validation, to offer love and attention for positive reasons without any need, without any hooks in it, with, for, from either side. And to totally clean up the terrain, basically, so that everyone can, can live in a way that they feel good about themselves. And there isn't all these power dynamics taking place, and all of these control games, and all of these... Like, people will go to endless extremes at times to receive the attention that they need. It is like, it's like a sugar addiction. It's just like trying to, trying to wean back your sugar, which I'm sure we're all trying to do after Christmas. I certainly am. So that, you can see that that's a very easy process to do. <laughs> it's not an easy process, but it's a very defined process to do with a small child. But as people start to get older, and as an adult, if you have spent years in that cycle seeking attention for the wrong reasons, in the wrong ways, with all of these hooks embedded in it, that you start to pull out of people, like having little strings that you pull and you gyrate to get what you need. That's a big habit and a big cycle and a big change to make for yourself. And there's no parent, you know, sitting outside of you necessarily to help guide you through it, to help you have that meltdown moment, to help explain to you what has just come out of you and why that, that is not an accurate reflection. That, that's a, that's a, view, a distorted view that's been festering inside in yourself. There's no one to suddenly rock in with necessarily with the, the love and the positivity that you crave. And often you've gone into these cycles as an adult because you haven't grown up with that. You haven't grown up in a clean environment with unconditional love, without there being hooks and needs and all sorts of vices and agendas for, for each piece of love, each piece of affection, each piece of attention that you've got. Like you, you develop these cycles for a reason. So you don't have that, 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 that nice shiny thing outside of you to guide you through the other side of this. 
And for you to stop just sort of rinsing, repeating this cycle where you, you get into this space, you, you feel like everyone has abandoned you, all this ugliness pours out of you, then there isn't any contrast to that ugliness. And so you, you repeat it. And so that's why it's much more difficult to work with adults. And I'm like, I really don't understand anybody who works in development who doesn't work with all of the ages in a way, because it makes it so much easier for you to chart the reasons, the sort of tapestry of life and why things unfold the way they do and what you need to do to make a lasting change and a lasting difference to how you're living. As an adult, as someone above the age of 15 in these cycles, you have to be the person capable of finding that light outside yourself, finding a different focus, finding a different attention for your energy, because we get what we focus on. So if you have a complete meltdown, because you, you don't feel that you're being rewarded and given attention, and you have complete meltdown, you have all this ugliness that comes out, if you then continue to focus on all of that ugliness, you're just going to keep repeating. You're just, you're just trapped in this cycle of constantly seeking attention like a sugar rush. And not very many people are going to stay around when you continually have those ugly meltdown moments. And that's going to fuel it even more because you're like, oh, well, every time this happens, like everyone abandons me. And, and the ugliness will then continue and you're kind of, you're, you're trapped in this cycle. So it's, it's a big deal as an adult to take responsibility and to suddenly be that person outside that, 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 that parent and that light and that love and that difference of focus and that positivity and that hope. There are many different ways that people suggest, like Instagram at this time of the year and all social media platforms are filled with all these positivities and these attentions, intentions to set for the new year and all these things. And they're, they're not very tangible. They're very hard to make real, especially when you're in that ugly space. And so I'm going to suggest, I'm a really practical person. So when I work with people, I suggest really practical solutions. So very simply... What I want you to do, if you're in this space, is firstly, to allow yourself to have meltdown, to actually recognize that ugly pool of just debris that has come out of your soul and is lying there, spewed out on the ground in front of you, to actually look at it and recognize, and to actually realize that you've taken that all out from inside of you. All, all of that ugliness that's been festering and being built up again, you've taken it all out, right? And so now there is space inside. There's a vacuum. It can feel a little bit empty, in fact, which is why it's so easy to pick that all up off the floor again and stuff it all back inside and fill it up again, right? So rather than doing that, so you've recognized that it's gone, you've, you've taken it out of yourself, you now have a lovely empty space inside to put something else in, and then what I simply want you to do is to get up every day and for your first action to be to light a candle and to look at the candle and focus on it and think about the light in it and think, right, I'm going to find light for the rest of the day. Because all those lovely intentions that are all over social media are not tangible enough. They're not, they're not an actual 
physical thing that you can do that's filled with light. And what you really need is light. And what you really need is a change of focus. And if you look for that light rather than looking for the ugliness, and you look for attention for good reasons, it's like it's like suddenly deciding, right, I'm a grown-up. I'm going to pick the dark chocolate because I know that's better for me. So what you're doing is you're traveling now through the day and you're making the healthy choice to have dark chocolate rather than have like the stuff that's packed full of sugar and it's really horrible for you. And if you're being really good, you should really have cacao because it's much better for you again. But that's what you're doing. And, and that's a difficult part as an adult because you are the only person who can change the focus. There's, there's not a parent for me to to guide through this and help guide you through it. That's why it's so difficult to break the cycle. But attention is a, is a really potent, toxic substance, just like sugar. It can be really lovely. It can, there's all sorts of forms of it that are not negative for you. Like there's coconut sugar and lots of other alternatives out there. But in its sort of really mass-produced, horrible, sticky form, it's not going to lead you to anywhere good. So all you need is a candle. First task every day.